independent economist joins us on the line now, Tony Alexander, to talk about this latest hike by the Reserve Bank. Hello there, Tony. Hey, Tony. Hey, I'm here. Yeah, good to have you on, mate. Well, I mean, a lot of people were picking it, but it's still, nonetheless, it's a massive hike, isn't it? Yeah, certainly a big hike, and uh, yes, it was largely expected that increase the rate 0.75%, but uh, as many of us were saying ahead of it, it's the language that and the words they're using that we're going to be having a look at uh, fairly, fairly closely, and what I've been able to read so far is that the Reserve Bank remains pretty concerned about inflation, and uh, they anticipate taking the cash rate, which now is 4.25%, up to 5.5%, and they, uh, in their projections, see the economy shrinking. Uh, over 2024 to 2025. So they're pretty concerned about where where things are heading there. So we come back from Christmas and New Year, and I think, do they give another announcement in February, Tony? Yeah, another announcement in February, and it looks like a pretty good chance they may move 0.75% then again. Uh, One of the first things they said in their comments here was that uh, uh, they're looking to get interest rates higher at a faster pace. Uh, than they were contemplating before. They're basically concerned that although they've increased interest rates a lot so far, household spending is remaining fairly robust there. You know, despite uh, consumer confidence is low, house prices are falling, uh, uh, debt servicing costs you know, are going up for people, and they note that tourism is uh, coming in faster than expected, the recovery from overseas. The labour market is delivering some pretty strong wage rises. People have savings they're spending money from. So basically they're saying they do not by any stretch think that consumer spending is crunched enough as yet and they're going to keep raising interest rates until they get that. So w- w- why are we so delusional then, Tony? Are we thinking that the, that the chickens won't come home to roost? How come we're still spending? Well, I think because people have a level of job security in New Zealand, we haven't seen for you know some generations. Mm. Uh, the unemployment rate has been, been 3.3% uh, all this year. People realise that even if their debt servicing costs are going up, they can probably move jobs and get a decent wage increase um, doing it uh, that way. People have also built up some savings over the uh, pandemic, and so that's sort of helping as a bit of a cushion uh, out there uh, as well. So I don't think it's so not so much necessarily about sort of the interest rates as the fact that there are these other things going on, including the economic boost to our economy from the Kiwi dollar being relatively low and the extra strength uh, beyond expectations for uh, foreign tourism here. Mm. Uh, but Tony, everyone's talking about the cost of living crisis and apparently it's really expensive to live for some people. So surely they're spending less. Well, yeah, definitely some people are spending less. So whenever you've got interest rates going up or the cost of living you know, rising strongly, as we, we've seen, it doesn't hit everybody equally, uh, just when the cost of living is increasing by hardly anything at all. Not everybody benefits to the, to the same degree. And, of course, that then becomes a challenge. You see, one of the risks here from the Reserve Bank's point of view is what if in next year's budget the government tries to help out the uh, spending, you know, the income issues for some people and uh, loosen fiscal policy. You know, if the government increases its spending, well, then the Reserve Bank's going to raise its interest rates even further to push back against that. So there's going to be some ongoing pain here for the next year or so for, you know, some, uh, quite a number of households uh, out there. Are you saying a government might increase spending during election year? <laughs> well, there, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were asking an honest question rather than making a, a statement of fact. <laughs> Tony, what about you know the forty odd billion that the Reserve Bank printed? Can they remove some of that money from the economy? Well, yes, the, their incentive is, in fact, is to accelerate that because if they now start selling more government bonds into the market to take the money back out of the economy, it means the medium to long-term interest rates going up 
faster, you know, higher than would otherwise have been the case. So they're actually incentivized to, uh, to, to do that. It, it doesn't really have the sort of impact on consumer spending, you think, because it's not as if they printed money and you and I got any cash. We, mm. we, we did not uh, from, from that. But there would be an interest rate impact uh, from that. So it wouldn't surprise me if they decided to basically look to sell, uh, reverse that money printing more quickly than they were thinking. But right. I haven't had time to look at the document to see if that's what they're planning. Do you think there was a possibility this time and do you think the Reserve Bank discussed even going all the way to 1%? Because, you know, like if they do 75 basis points today and then again in February, it's, isn't it death by a thousand cuts? Wouldn't it be better just to basically say, look, it's 1% and that'll shock people or not? I, I'm looking through the minutes of the committee meeting there and I can't see any mention that they did actually discuss Rise, uh, increasing the rate by 1% at all. And no, the committee discussed a little bit of increases of 50, 75 and 100 basis points right. were considered. And clearly they've just for the moment gone for the 0.75. And I think recognising that people like me will look at their projections of interest rates for the coming sort of nine months and, and conclude there's a good chance they're going to hit us, hit us again. So... You know, there's no hint in here that they are concerned in any way as yet about raising interest rates are too far. So that is quite different from some of the central banks overseas, which are just going, oh, we might just wait a bit and see how this, uh, how the impact is going to be in the near uh, on near future. Right. Hey, and finally, Tony, because I know your uh, your other hat is you know very much associated with the housing market in this country, and you're a regular columnist for One Roof, and I love your stuff. So, how much of an impact do you think this will have on forced you know, mortgagee sales? I still think the mortgagee sales are going to be really small out there because of the strong labour market means people feel a high degree of job security. And because we've got wages growth, which is actually outpacing um, the pace of increase in the cost of living, um, certainly in the, in the private sector there. And also the banks, you know, they were fairly rigorous in their testings of people's um, incomes, their ability to, to handle the interest rates. So mm. I don't think this is going to be a housing cycle where we do see a great wave of mortgagee sales. But the extra increases in interest rates, which I think are clearly going to follow um, what the Reserve Bank have you know, done today, will make a few more investors think about selling. It'll encourage a few more of the first home buyers just to step back a bit more from the, the housing market. And you know, it just reinforces, I think, the fact that although on average house prices actually increased in New Zealand 0.2%, in uh, October, yeah, there's still further for them to go down. I don't think 10% as some say, but there is still some further further decline to come along. Last question. Uh, we're talking about inflation in New Zealand. Is inflation happening elsewhere in the world? Oh, yes, it's 11.1% over in the United Kingdom. Um, so they've definitely got an issue um, across there. In Australia, they're predicting that the peak in their inflation rate has not been reached yet. I think they're also about 7.2%. People are picking the inflation rate to peak later this year at almost 8% across there. I uh, can't remember the US rate at the moment. It did come down a little bit uh, most recently. But, yeah, we're looking at high inflation everywhere around the world. Everybody's been hit with higher uh, food and energy costs in particular. Most countries are short of labour, so you've got extra wages pressure, supply chain problems, pushing up materials prices, the shipping costs. So this is a global phenomena. This is not specific to New Zealand. Okay, and the last thing from me, Tony, on the, on the, on the other side of the coin, for those that have money in the bank, I guess today's announcement is probably a good thing. Most of the four main banks are about 4.5% for a 12-month term deposit. I, I think Rabobank, I think, has got 5%. Um, SBS, I think, is doing 5%. How much sway does an average consumer like you or I have with a bank saying, I want 5% or I want 5.2% term deposit? Do you have any 
Do they move? Yeah, well, the bigger the amount of money you've got, the more open they will be towards discussion. And I think given the projection the Reserve Bank's gotten here for interest rates going higher, we can anticipate the, the common one-year rate of 4.5%. It's going to head north of 55 towards 6%. It seems a pretty strong possibility now um, over the next, let's say, nine months. Mm-hmm. So things are definitely improving for the term depositors. And I know that's going to um, be good news for many older people who have gone through a period for the past decade plus of exceptionally low interest rates. So that's sort of the other side of the coin. Those who are looking to borrow money are definitely going to pay more. But for those who are are saving, got some savings, the returns are going to get better. And that's one way monetary policy works. It provides an incentive for people to save a bit more money. Really appreciate your insight, Tony. Thank you, mate. No worries. All the best down there. You too. Tony Alexander, independent economist.